Welcome to Deleted Saves. On this episode, Silent Hill on PlayStation 1. Early in the history of survival horror games, the playable characters were people with combat training or some sort of survival skills. Soldiers, special forces, police, or detectives. Someone who could immediately scoop up a gun, know the ins and outs of firearms, especially when to take the safety off and point the dangerous end at the enemy, and could really whoop ass. There were no real civilian survivors. That changes with the release of our topic today, 1999's Silent Hill, and with it changed the landscape of horror and games. Imagine along with me, if you will. You are a single parent of a young child, your spouse having died just a few years before. You are on your way late in the evening with your child, maybe home, maybe on vacation, maybe to see family, when it gets dark and the weather turns bad. Suddenly something jumps out of the road at you. You swerve and crash. Who knows how much time passes when you wake up in the midst of a storm and your child is missing. Dragging yourself from the wreck of your vehicle, you wander out into an unfamiliar small town where something just isn't right, and that is when the dark shapes begin pursuing you. This is the plight of our main character, Harry Mason, a very typical everyman in quotes who trips downstairs and bumbles through awkward conversations and has never handled a gun before in his life. Harry finds himself in Silent Hill, a village that could be just about anywhere USA, but may in fact be the outer edge of hell. The town is both actual location and metaphor at the same time. A tranquil place, as well as the cover, for the awfulness that often waits just under the surface of such seemingly genteel and pastoral American places. Believe me, I know that one personally. Silent Hill is also one of the earliest concepts of open-world horror, meaning that you have the illusion of an entire town to explore as you will, looking for supplies and weapons and, in some cases, the story itself. Illusion because while some places are accessible, most of the town is window dressing, with only a few key locations being able to be explored. Thankfully, those locations are related to the main story, with a few fetch quest puzzles sprinkled in between. Certain roads end in dead ends, where the road has fallen into an unfathomable abyss surrounded by fog, a trick used by the developers to skew draw distance due to hardware limitations on the PlayStation, making the town much smaller than it actually appears. As Harry explores, two things are made clear that the major locations he enters are somehow related to his missing daughter Cheryl, such as an elementary school and a hospital, and that somehow the town itself is tied to some sort of cult dedicated to bringing into our world some sort of vile, murderous elder god, and that they have already tried, and failed, when their first vessel, a child about Cheryl's age, died because of it. Silent Hill as a game does leave some concepts open to interpretation. While the main plot is about a boring everyday guy getting his daughter back from a demon-worshipping cult, discovering the fact that he and his now-dead wife finding the daughter on a roadside near Silent Hill as an infant wasn't just coincidence, and slaughtering monsters of the id along the way, there are some things it does not explain. Is the town itself or the people that live there the ones who are corrupt? What is it with the strange symbology around the town that has nothing to do with the main story? Is Silent Hill even a real place, 
or does it exist only within a terror in the realm between the living and the dead? Are aliens somehow involved? All of those questions are relevant questions and related to one of the game's possible multiple endings, based on the actions you take within the game. I won't leave any spoilers here in this review. This is truly a game that should be experienced for oneself, devoid of other media related to the game, as they do not quite do justice to the source material. Ultimately, the horror of the game boils down to two types. The fictional horror one can find within a Stephen King novel of supernatural terror and dark deeds done by the demented in the shadows, and the real existential dread of the average father separated from their child and without any ability to offer help or safety. As a place, Silent Hill represents a very real decay of the idyllic small-town America, places ravaged by environmental decay, industrial savagery and pollution done by corporate interests like large factories and mining operations, and the ongoing brain drain of the young or optimistic or those who want more out of life, leaving those small towns to fall apart as their populations age. Long-time gaming rumor is that the town was based on real-life Centralia, Pennsylvania. Even if this is only partially true, I would strongly suggest, dear listener, that you Google both the current images and history of the place. It will illustrate my point. Monster's metaphor was, prior to the arrival of Silent Hill on the game store shelves, not an idea often used in video games. But once the public was introduced to the idea, and the amazing success of this game, we as a gaming community could not go back. A door had been forced open that could never be closed again, no matter how much some might like it otherwise. Silent Hill would become synonymous with this idea. The era of the PlayStation 1 was a time of many groundbreaking ideas, both in what could be done with expanded hardware, as well as what was being done in the writing and creating spheres, with a more mature game. I don't mean gore and boobs, although those were certainly involved there, and a more mature gamer on the horizon. Soon, the PlayStation 2 would be upon us, and with it the sequel to Silent Hill, as one of its early offerings. But that is a discussion for another time. Thank you for listening.